We're all set. So uh, first of all, I would love if you could introduce yourself and tell me about what you do. Yeah, uh, my name is Stevie Herner. Uh, I am currently a doctoral student at the University of Southern California in choral music. And I am uh, a member of the transgender community. And as uh, part of my platform and my research during my doctorate um, is to focus on trans inclusion and tools that choir directors can use uh, to create more inclusive spaces in their ensembles and to um, uh, just provide opportunities um, and to inform and educate people about the trans experience. And um, prior to coming to USC, um, I taught in public schools for six years and I um, I have a master's in choral conducting and a, and a bachelor's in music education as well. And so um, I've been in education in that world for quite a while. And uh, now I'm doing the doctorate so that I can hopefully move on to teaching at the collegiate level and continuing to uh, get this message out about trans issues. Yeah. Great. So you were the guest conductor for this concert. How were you approached with this? Who contacted who? Yeah, I, uh, I actually go to school with uh, Dr. Scott Toomey, uh, who's the choir director at Pacific University. I go to school with his son, Duncan. Uh, Duncan is currently in the master's program at USC and will actually be attending the doctoral program this fall at USC as well. Um, but Duncan and I have had several classes together. Uh, we've uh, gotten to know each other quite well. And I wrote this piece last year um, and shared it with Duncan and uh, through Duncan with Scott. And I did a lecture with Scott last year on trans inclusion over Zoom with his ensemble. And then that just kind of, that connection grew into this opportunity to come up to Portland and to conduct the Pacific University Chamber Singers. Great. So can you take me back to the preparations for this, like, and the rehearsals with, along with the Chamber Singers? Uh, yeah, I, my interaction with them was uh, generally very limited because I was only in the area for about a day and a half. Mm -hmm. um, on Thursday, I uh, this was Thursday, April 14th, mm -hmm. I managed to uh, get up there early enough in the day to give a lecture on the effects of hormone replacement therapy on the voice. And there were a lot of members of the chamber singers in there, as well as some vocal pedagogy students and things like that. Um, and then on Friday, the day of the concert, uh, the chamber singers had rehearsal from like 4 to 5.30. And I uh, got to work with them for about 45 minutes or so on my piece, just kind of fine-tuning things, getting it, uh, just kind of injecting that last little oomph to get us over the finish line at the concert. Um, talking about my experience writing the piece and what it means to me and 
the message that we're trying to communicate with the piece. And then all of that culminated in the, the concert Friday night. So can you talk to me more about the, the piece, uh, Our Roses? Yeah, so Our Roses uh, was, like I said earlier, I, I wrote it in spring of 2021 mm -hmm. um, as part of my uh, choral arranging class, actually, at USC. But uh, I've done a fair amount of arranging and things like that, and I've done my own compositions before, but I hadn't written, written anything in a very long time because I generally need to have a significant like inspiration in order to write like I can't just write for the sake of writing <laughs> so when um when I was given this project to uh write an original piece um I wanted to do something that was near and dear to my heart uh and that is trans rights and just kind of drawing attention to the experience of trans people and so there's a phrase um, that became kind of tied to the trans community um, several years ago on the Trans Day of Remembrance. Uh, and that phrase is, give us our roses while we're still here. And that phrase originated in the black community um, and then became heavily associated with the black trans community. Uh, specifically black trans women, because uh, the individuals who are affected by transphobic violence are very disproportionately trans women of color. Um, so this saying came out of that community and then kind of began to be associated with the trans experience as a whole um, or transgender individuals as a whole. And so I wanted to do something around that text um, and so I supplemented that phrase, give us our roses while we are still here with some of my own texts. Um, so many lost for being themselves, living in fear for being themselves, um, missed while we're gone, um, and something while we're near, shoot, I am forgetting my own words. Uh, but then give us our roses while we're still here. And then the poem, ends with the words, don't wait. And those are the two most important words of the entire piece. It is a, it is a call to action. It is a plea for help. It is a hopeful statement of don't wait to acknowledge these individuals while or after they have been hurt or after they have uh, passed away or something like that acknowledge them and celebrate them while they are here. That's what that phrase, give us our roses while we're still here means. And uh, it is something that, it, this is not like an abstract concept. So in addition to this text that I wrote, the piece also um, highlights uh, the names of the individuals who were uh, identified as trans and were murdered in 2020. And there are 44 names according to the Human Rights Campaign. And so at the beginning of this piece, over this uh, really ominous sort of funeral march, um, 
So over this really ominous introduction, the names of the individuals who are murdered are read um, in an effort to draw attention to those individuals, memorialize those individuals. Um, and so that's what this piece is all about. It's about memorializing those who are lost and uh, challenging the people who are still here to celebrate trans lives. So with the, with the performance last Friday, do you think that message came across with, uh, with the chamber singers and all? Very much so. Um, I was very moved by the audience response to my piece. Um, there, uh, after I got off the podium and acknowledged the choir and all of that, um, I turned around and I looked at the audience and people were starting to stand up and the, the applause was getting more and more energetic and it, it was very moving. I, um, I almost started crying um, on stage, kind of seeing the positive reception and the impact that my piece had on the audience and then speaking with so many people after the concert out in the lobby and hearing their stories of uh, struggle or appreciation or um, just acknowledgement. Uh, it was, it was a, an extremely um, moving evening uh, in, in terms of feeling like I made some small difference. And um, I'm very appreciative to have had that opportunity. And that will be my last question. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. And I shall stop the recording.